Hello and welcome to the Travel Podcast brought to you by BYO Kids. I am Josh, across me is Leah, and we are talking about cruising. Hi everybody, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, we're going to talk about one of the most popular family holiday options around, and that is cruising. And uh, obviously there's a lot of great big ships coming in and out of Australia right now. You've probably seen a few, either on telly or in different ports, or maybe you've had been on a cruise yourself. So we're going to talk about why they're so great for families today. Cruise ships hold anywhere between sort of 1,500 to three, four. In overseas in the Caribbean, we have ships that actually now hold 8,000 people, but we don't have ones out of Australia yet that are that big. Um, But quite often there'll be around 2,000, say 2,500 people on a boat and the ship will set sail from an Australian port and it will head over to somewhere like the South Pacific or Papua New Guinea, the Solomon Islands, or maybe over to New Zealand. And uh, you'll stay on the ship for the entire time. But the great thing is you have your one cabin, your one accommodation that you stay in, you unpack all your things, uh, and then you can visit all these amazing destinations without having to fly anywhere or unpack your bags more than once so it's a really easy holiday and all your food is included and and so many activities on board the cruise ship as well. So you arrive at the port and you'll need to embark onto the ship. Where's the port? Well, the ports are all around Australia. Our most common ports at the moment are Sydney, Brisbane. Um, We do have boats leaving Melbourne as well, some out of Perth and some out of Darwin. So you'll turn up at the port and you'll need to actually do your passport immigration, just like if you were actually getting onto a flight, uh, go through customs, and you need to set up a credit card for your account because basically boats, once you're on board, boats are actually cashless. So your ship will have a credit that you just run up a tab for everything you purchase, your drinks, etc., on board the boat. And it's nice and easy, and all you do is carry around a little card with you and swipe that rather than carrying cash on board, etc. What What do you use the card for? For purchasing drinks um, or maybe the casino. They have casinos on board. Or maybe if you want to go to bingo or there are a spas, day spas on board as well. Um, and there are a few little other things that you can actually pay extra for on board. Maybe that there is a um, there are cruise boats with a really very fine dining restaurant on and you can actually pay a little surcharge to go to that restaurant. But obviously all your meals and activities and accommodation are all covered. Uh, the other thing you might need to put on your card is any shore excursions. So for those days when you do come to a port say you are on a cruise that's going to Numea for the day you can choose to do a shore excursion so that might uh, be an activity that the, the cruise boat organizes that takes you sightseeing around the around Numea for the day um, so that can be charged to your cruise to your card okay so once you're on day one yep what happens okay so once you're on on board you'll be taken to your cabin and you'll unpack everything get yourself settled and then the day is yours uh, every day you're given a activities list under your door which tells you everything that was is going on for the day so it might be trivia it might be um a master class of martini making or whiskey club or it might be massage 
Um, it might be yoga. It might be meditation. Uh, there might be water polo, acroaerobics. There's so many activities. Um, bingo might be on. They also have some quiet time activities. So if you just want to go and watch a movie, that, that will be on as well. There'll be movies. Um, some of the ships have bowling alleys. There are gyms on all the boats um, if you are so inclined to do a workout on your holiday. There's also, on almost every boat, there's a walk around. So you can actually do a walk out on an outdoor deck, the whole circumference of the the boat which is nice to get outside there's swimming pools on board that you can do laps there's quite often squash courts or there's tennis courts or basketball courts um a lot of the ships have zip lines uh, across from the back of the boat to the funnel funnel to the front of the boat um there's water slides on a lot of the boats so it's kind of endless list of activities trivia is always one of the most popular things people do on a cruise boat that's very popular get in early for that one um quizzes all kinds of things they also have a show every every night or some kind of activity on every night they a lot of the boats too have stand-up comedy club which is an adults only one that's later on in the evening and that's great fun if you love a bit of comedy they do have uh kids comedy as well they do have plenty for the children uh which might be depending on the ship again it might be music magicians it might be comedians it might be um someone that teaches the magic juggling so there is a kids club full kids club for each age group on board the ship so they have their own activities running in their own kids club zones as well as they can often join the any of the other activities as well during the day so say if you've been to a nice buffet lunch what do you do in the afternoon on a normal day at sea okay um a normal day at sea you might just relax grab a few cocktails head up to the pool deck you'll be um quite amazed if you've never been on a cruise ship before as to these are like floating hotels on water. So you have normally two, one or two middle decks that are all shopping as well. So they, you can actually spend the day uh, duty-free shopping if you if you wish. You can go to the casino. Um, you can do any of the activities we just Any said. of the activities we just mentioned. You can grab a book and take it out to one of the back bars. A lot of the boats now have adult-only bars, which is... Uh, if you do, you just want a bit of quiet time. The kids have gone to kids club. Take your book out to the back to the adults only bar and just relax on a banana lounge for a few hours. Go swimming in the pool. Um, it's completely up to you. You can go and get a massage. Anything you want to do. They don't. Um, a lot of the boats have moved away from the old buffet style food. Now as well, they have um, rather than sort of a buffet. It's where you have actual chefs cooking different types of food and you can go up to each chef and get given that actual meal, uh, which I think is a lovely change from the old-style buffet that we used to have because it's uh, it's fresh, it's cooked fresh, and it's a little bit more portion control so you don't sort of have the waste um, of, of what there was with a buffet. So and, and it's all fresh made on the spot for you as to what you want to have. Uh, and, of course dining options there are loads of them on ships these days so there might also be as well as that that option 
another three, four or five restaurants sometimes as well as quite often up at the pool deck there is another option for sort of burgers and fries and hot dogs and ice creameries, um, coffee shops. So it, it does depend on what cruise boat you're on, but there is a lot of other options uh, for food. Is the food good quality? I think the food's amazing on cruise boats. Um, yeah, there, there's always been a great variety of food on every ship, and I've been on a lot of different cruise company boats. So um, I've found it to be fantastic on all of them. I've heard sometimes you have to dress up for dinner. Is that right? Yes, sometimes. That crazy. <laughs> you don't have to, but uh, they do have particular dress-up nights. So it might be formal night or white night. Um, it might be Gatsby night. So you will get told that before you get on board the ship, so you do have time to you know, get the appropriate wardrobe organised. You don't have to. There's absolutely no reason you need to. You could opt to have room service in your room that night if you prefer or you could opt to eat by the pool bar or, or go to one of the other restaurants. But um, it is everybody, fun. everybody, yeah, it is fun and everybody seems to jump on board and, and have a fun time with those themed nights. Love the pun there. Good one. Jump on board. <laughs> Great one. Okay, so what about the days which you're at port and maybe you're at a port in another country? Okay, yeah, well, you have what they call sea days, which is the days that you're on the boat all day, and then you have your land days where you're at a particular port. So depending on your itinerary, uh, you will probably have four to five sea days within a seven or eight-day cruise. So on those days... And that using the process of elimination i'm assuming the rest of those are land days yes so it's about half half would you say um it depends on where you're going to but yes it's probable there's more sea days or more more land days hopefully yeah um but this really depends it depends on the itinerary you're choosing there's a lot of places you can actually travel cruise around the world uh say for example if you're cruising in the Mediterranean or the Caribbean, mm -hmm. you tend to have almost every day is a land day. So when is the boat travelling? At night. When you're asleep? When you're asleep. How perfect's that? <laughs> so it's a hotel that... Moves. Moves for you. <laughs> exactly. So um, there's a lot more sea days um, out of Australia if because we are just that little bit more isolated. So to get to, say, the South Pacific, you might have one and a half to two days of travel by sea. But there's so many activities going on on board the ship that you, you won't be bored. There's plenty to do. Um, and then on your land days, there's activities offered by the, by the cruise company themselves and you can book them on board. And when you're on your sea days heading to those destinations, they will actually run an information session during that time telling you about all the different excursions on shore. And you can go down, have a listen to that and choose what you want to do. Uh, alternatively, if for some reason they are all booked out or you can't get on or you decide you want to do your own thing, you can certainly do that as well. You can jump off the boat and head off and do um, whatever you want, negotiate, 
with a, a local driver if, if you want to or you can just go walk around the port or have a look at the local markets. It's just really important that you know what time you need back to be back to the boat if you are doing your own thing because unfortunately ships can't wait. If, um, if something happens and you are not back there, the, the ship will have to leave. So one of the nice things about the shore excursions is they make sure you are back on the boat with ample time before it heads off that night. Have you done a cruise where you've just walked off by yourself and explored by yourself? We have. We've done, it's particularly in the Mediterranean um, because all the ports are right sort of in the centre of the city, the towns. So it's quite easy to just take, to go for a stroll and have a look at the local villages and the local towns and you know, explore on your own. Not so easy really in the South Pacific. It's best to do a tour. So what about, um, as an example, let's say Barcelona. What did you do the day you were in port in Barcelona? So um, Barcelona, we actually jumped on the hop-on, hop-off bus, the the red double-decker hop-on, hop buses that you see even in cities in Australia. Um, they are around the world. And we explored Barcelona that way at our own pace. Um, another one of the cities when we went to Malaga in Spain, we jumped off and we actually got a horse and carriage and um, we paid the driver in euros to do a sightseeing tour by horse and carriage for us. Some other cities that we went to, say for example, we went to Turkey and we wanted to go see Ephesus, we did go on a tour with the, with the cruise company because it required quite a long bus drive. Um, some time out there and, and a bus drive back. So, um, yeah, it's always good to do the shore excursions. They're always fantastic. But, you know, sometimes, you know, there are other options to do your own thing as well. When it's easy, like in Barcelona, the the boat literally stops in the centre of Barcelona. That's right. You can yeah. just walk and you're in the middle of Barcelona. You Absolutely. don't need a car to get anywhere or anything. That's right. And a lot of the Mediterranean is like that. So a lot of the Mediterranean, you stop right in the middle of town. So you get a choice, basically. Yeah, yep. And if you, uh, if people are interested in cruising overseas, obviously it's you do need to pay for flights to get to where your boat's going to depart from. Can I not go from Brisbane to Barcelona? No, unfortunately, it's just too far. <laughs> where is where's the limit? Um, we have boats out of Australia that actually do head up to, say, places like Singapore, and then we have ones that do go via, via Hawaii and maybe up to United States. But they're not... Um, they take three, four weeks. So for sometimes for families, that's just not practical with needing annual leave and that kind of thing. So um, sometimes it's easier for families just to maybe to fly to Los Angeles um, and you can get on a boat there that might do the Mexican Riviera um, down to the bottom of Central America and back up or you can fly to the Caribbean and jump on a cruise boat that sails the Caribbean islands or Hawaii is another popular one to fly to Hawaii and sail the Hawaiian islands. So um, there's a lot of options and you'll find that the the cruising overseas 
in the Caribbean or somewhere is actually so cheap um, that by the time you actually look at the airfares on top of it, it's still an amazingly affordable holiday and then you could always throw in Disneyland on the way back. I want to know about interconnecting cabins and will I get seasick? Okay. Um, Basically, interconnecting cabins for large families are really difficult to get on board a cruise boat. There's not many of them and they sell out so quickly, particularly with the school holiday departures. They are literally booking out two years in advance. So if you have got a large family and you want to cruise and you want to have interconnecting cabins, please get in early. Talk to us now for not this year, probably next year, okay? So um, really hard to get. The other option is if your kids are a little bit older, you can just get cabins sort of opposite each other or beside each other. So if your kids are old enough that you're comfortable, that they're opposite you in a separate room, that's a a good option, okay? But if you do want those interconnectings, um, like I said, rare as hen's teeth, please talk to us ASAP if you want those. As far as seasickness goes, it's a question we get asked all the time, will I get seasick? Uh, Obviously, we don't know (laughs) whether you will get seasick, but people do get seasick. That's the reality of being on water. But these ships are huge and they actually have amazing stabilisers on them. So they don't rock around like you probably imagine you know, a small boat does. They are incredibly stable and you need big waves to really make these things rock. So basically most people are fine. Um, if you have someone that is seasick, there is always a full medical team, a full doctor, nurse and medics on board every single cruise boat and you can certainly go down. If you are very um, susceptible to seasickness, they can actually give you an injection which apparently works like a miracle. Okay, I don't get seasick, so I've, I've never had to use it, but everyone I've ever spoken to that's had the injection has just said it's unbelievable. Um, and a lot of people, all they do need is maybe just a couple of seasick tablets and they feel a lot better. But look, I think 9 out of 10 people have no problem at all because these ships are so huge. Um, but if you do have someone that might be seasick, you know, even some ginger tablets, uh, go and see a doctor before you depart and get some advice on that but like I said you know you need some big seas for these boats they are huge. What's your favourite cruise out of Australia? I have just returned actually from a cruise on P&O that actually departed Cairns and it went to Papua New Guinea and I just loved it. I thought it was just fantastic because Papua New Guinea is a destination I've always wanted to go to but didn't think it was probably safe enough to go via Port Moresby and out. Didn't really know where I wanted to go in Papua New Guinea either. So the cruise itinerary was perfect because it was very safe. It took us to four amazing locations with beautiful islands, beautiful beaches and amazing people, all from the safety and security of a cruise boat. We could return each night. And we, the wonderful thing is it departed from Cairns, which we flew up there, but it meant we just had one sea day to get to Papua New Guinea. And then we had four days, four full days on islands, and then one sea day to get back to, Pup, back to Cairns again to disembark. So for me, it was just fantastic. Um, perfect amount of time at sea and on land. 
and a really beautiful boat, P&O's Pacific Eden, um, spectacular ship, very, very nice, fully refurbed and gorgeous. So um, that's one of my, my favourites at, at the moment. Definitely one of the best itineraries I've well, – actually, it is the best itinerary I've ever done out of Australia on a cruise boat. So, um, yeah, absolutely loved it. Lots of culture, lots of tradition, so totally different than we're used to here in Australia. So it was amazing. One other thing that we – do sell as well if people don't like the idea of the great big cruise ship is uh you can actually fly to fiji and you can do fijian island cruising and those boats only hold a couple hundred people max and you head up through the asawas and all the little islands of the at the north of fiji and you can cruise up there for three four seven eleven days whichever itinerary suits you and I tell you what that is an absolute must do as well those boats are amazing and it's a really unique style of holiday yeah thanks for joining us today on our podcast I just want to give you this little fact on an average cruise with 2,000 people on it for seven days they will consume 9,235 dozen eggs What? I know. Isn't that crazy? 